0: good morning good
1: morning
0: happy saturday
1: (laughs) yes (laughs) ma'am all
0: right what is going on um
1: Ooh, honey, a lot is happening. A lot is happening.
0: We're ready to spill the tea on a Saturday morning, girl. <laughs> <Damn>. Ain't nothing <laughs> like a good, a
1: good morning, Saturday morning tea, honey. I'm taking it right
0: now. Ain't nothing like it. All right, guys. So welcome back to the official Love and Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Janisha Savage. I have my good girlfriend, Jazz, on the line. And today, as you guys have seen, today's episode is dating after 30 with kids plus balance in life. And I'm like, I don't know if y'all ready for this episode. I asked Jess as a precursor to this if there was anything off limits. And the girl said no. So I said, okay, let's spill the tea on right. a good Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this episode it's right. been almost four months since we recorded our last podcast episode I can't believe it you know it's been a crazy four months I mean I didn't even think it's been that long All right Um, yeah. in general but let's talk about what's new for you how how are your babies I can't even call them babies anymore for real because they're getting older now but they're <laughs> forever the aunties babies <laughs>
1: Right. Because hunty, they are everything. The older that they get, the more their personalities come out. And it's kind of like, wait a minute, whose child are you? (laughs) Like, like, did you forget that I am the mama? Oh my God. I'm saying right now, your nephew Emery, he is something else. (laughs) He has always been an old soul. You can't tell that boy absolutely nothing thing. <laughs> he, just, he knows everything. I'm like, okay, Mr. Noah, I'll go ahead and do it. You
0: know? you know I think for him though, it's because Sam is a little bit older, right? So I think when you have a when you have a child, right, like right. Sam and then you have a child like Emery and they're so far, you know, there's some age differences in between them. It that right. that second child, oh God girl. It's something else. You're like, to you have you give your money.
1: <laughs> It's that second one. That second one don't give a damn about nothing, honey. <laughs> they oh don't. my god! They don't. And you know, Samara. You know, she's coming into her own. You know, she's getting her girly girl on now. She like, to get these nails done now. Oh like, no way! I'm wearing uh, hoop, earrings, asking for mascara. And I'm like, what the hell? Oh like,
0: no! Wow. Really?
1: like okay. i'm mean, enjoying it my baby be 16 in december but still like there's just certain things that i'm not ready for but you better you know, get ready mind. girl i ain't mm-hmm. got
0: no choice you ain't got no choice girl <laughs> ain't got no choice. you gotta get ready stay ready wow yes. i can't believe it that's crazy yeah. i mean darn so how are you navigating motherhood now that your your babies are getting more independent They're thinking for themselves. They're getting older. Like, how are you feeling now that you're like, you're still a mom, right? You're always a mom. But instead of, like, picking up after them and giving them toys, you know, now they're doing things for themselves. How do you feel about that? Like, how is that, as Jazz the mom, how do you feel you're growing in that particular instance?
1: um it's it's mixed emotions um because they're not needing me as much but they still need me mm-hmm. so it's I'm used to that mommy I need I need I need but now I kind of find myself you need anything you're, you're good you know I'm, <laughs> asking... <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm asking the questions and it's kind of it's kind of weird that I'm doing that because I was so used to them, you know, like mommy, I need mommy for everything. I need mommy for everything. Um, But now it's like, okay, I'm having to ask y'all y'all good. Y'all okay. Y'all straight, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. They still come to me and they ask me for like, you know, like I'm not talking about like the, the basic necessities, like food, clothing, shelter. I'm not speaking of that. It's more so of, you know, my son used to ask me, like, Mommy, you want to help me build, build Legos? This joker don't ask me that shit no more. And I'm sitting <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, what? He in building like, his own
0: Legos, girl. Like,
1: he want to build his you. own Legos. It's like, I used to ask you to go out for a walk?" Uh, nah, I think I'm just going to ride my bike. Oh, I think I'm going to hang out with my friends. Like, meanwhile, he's seven. We live in a de Sac. And you got, like, all these little kids around here. And I'm like, my son does the hell out of me. And I'm okay. not really feeling that too much. But when nighttime comes, it's like, oh, mom, can I snuggle with you? And I'm looking at this joke I'm like, no, hey, bro, you want <laughs> anything to do with me earlier today? Now you want to snuggle? I'm like, okay, yeah. just, just come on, just come on. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. take you how I get it. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> and you know what? That actually is a very valid point, right? So when we were younger, right, which was not so long ago but it's young know, it was it was it was it was a minute right, right. but Our We were were so used to being in our parents' homes, right? And everything was wonderful and everything. And then, right, we started to get independent. We started to hang out with our friends. We started dating. And we started to separate from our parents. And I bet our parents felt the same way. Like, "Mm, why are you always going out with your friends? You don't want to hang out with me no more. Oh, you don't want to do this. So now, on the flip side of that, because you are a parent, I'm wondering now if it's making a connection, right? So you don't get as mad at your parents because they'd be like oh jazz you haven't been around you haven't done this you haven't done that if you're like sensitive to them now you're like mm, i can make time you know what i mean because now you are experienced as an parent. do you feel like you've
1: made that connection yet or or not yet mm, i think i have when it comes to my daughter because mm-hmm. she is a little bit older and um you know, she's still navigating through life, but it's more so now, okay, mommy, I need you on, like, more, more like, uh probably say, like, on a different level now. Emotionally, you know, right? Emotionally, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. emotionally, like, she's a sophomore in high school, she's at a new school, so, you know, she's meeting new people, and which I don't think that she's ever had an issue with meeting people, but I think for her, because she is more of an introvert rather than an extrovert, she's kind of like okay I want to do these things but I'm a little nervous so mom how did you navigate through this how did
0: Mm, you ask me your advice wow
1: okay um, okay I can like okay yeah I got you girl because I remember when I was in high school like I did x y and z when it came to sports or whatever or like music or whatever but you know I made sure that I let my daughter know like Anything you want, you got to put your mind to it. You can't go to something and start doing it. And then it gets hard. It's like, yo, I can't do this no more. I quit. Like, no, nobody is going to look at you as a reliable source if you are continuously doing something like that. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to start something, you need to seek it through and you need to finish it. It doesn't matter how much it hurts or how much you're tired. If you made a commitment, stick to that commitment and see that commitment through because your mm-hmm. reward is at the end of that commitment.
0: Yeah, um,
1: it's a little bit different for my son because it's like I can't approach him or or you know lay it out for him as I can lay it out for my sixteen year old. They're mm-hmm. on two different scales, two different thought processes, and and how they and how they feel things. So it's completely different. So I have to hit a different angle from my son. I'm still kind of learning with that. Um, because how I am I'm I'm stern but uh, I'm I'm empathetic and I can show empathy when it comes to certain things but with my son it's like okay I'm raising you to be a man even though I'm a woman and I don't know how to raise you how to be a man I'm just doing my best ability so Mm -hmm. it's like show emotion and I'm with it but that's all that I basically can do at this point, you know, because, you know, his, his biological is not active in his life. So mm-hmm. as a mother, I can only do what I can do to show my son, like, the basic things, how to treat a young lady, how to speak to young women, how... And it starts with how he speaks to me, and it starts with how he speaks to his sister. It starts with how he speaks to his aunt and his grandma. So that foundation has been set. So even when he comes home and upset with... Young girls at school, I can kind of sit him down and say, "Okay, son, what is going on?" He can explain Mm -hmm. what's happening, and I can tell him, "Like, hey, as young ladies, we don't always say or do the right things, and even from you guys' age standpoint, but there's a certain way to handle yourself. You can't be aggressive. You can't put your hands on young ladies. You can't do this. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's still a learning experience for him because he's still growing." Um, but as far as my daughter goes, like, she is like, mom, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm hands on with her and I'm, I'm right there with her.
0: Nice. I think it's important to realize, right. That we don't know everything. Right. As, as women, when, when we're trying to raise a kid, when we're trying to raise a son, but your, in your case, you have, even though his father might not be available or might not be in his life at the, at the present time. Right. Cause whatever it is is on that table, but you have a father, you know what I mean? You have a brother. And I think that if he sees that continuous um, relationship between a man and a woman in that aspect, even right. though he doesn't have a father or that's active, right. That, he will still learn what he needs to learn and build that foundation with you teaching him as well. So, right, right. yeah, I'm excited to see you know because I've seen them as their little little babies and now they're growing up and I'm like, damn, am I getting old? Because I'm <laughs> not getting old, but your kids is getting old. <laughs> your kids <laughs> is getting old. So I'm like, mm. okay, I'm forever 21. Um,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay, awesome. I, I love that. I mean. You know, I I love kids. I, I really do. And I love to see the growth and I can, I love it from an auntie's perspective. You know what I mean? Um, so moving on to school, let's get a quick update. How are you feeling about the progress um, that you've made since our last podcast aired when regards to your career, maybe school and what, um, how are you feeling about that progress now? Like, oh what do God. you think?
1: <laughs> Girl, t- nursing school is not for the weak, honey. It, <laughs> I'm telling you, it make you want to slap everybody beside their head. I'm telling you, especially professors, especially when they, they, ugh, child, let me tell you, okay, it's, it's time consuming. It's emotion consuming emotionally. Like I am all over the place. But I still try to keep the goal in mind. And the goal is to make sure that I not only continue to secure my bag, but my kids have the future that they're wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they're going to college, uh, a four-year college, or getting their master's degree or their doctor's degree, or even if it's just them getting a certificate or an associate's degree. For me, ex- executing my goals and still pushing forward through all the bullshit that I experienced um, with school and dealing with professors who half ass you and expect for you to uh to be on it but then it's kind of like what you know I still try to set the tone for my kids to let them know that everything that you are experiencing in life is for a greater it's for a greater cause it's for a greater good continue to work hard um you know i know that there's going to be a lot of emotions in what it is that you're trying to do because what you're trying to do if it's for everyone it'll come easy and granted mm-hmm. if, if it's you know it's not for everyone but if you have the passion you have the drive you're gonna work through it all i'm working through it i'm complaining and I'm griping <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm frustrated. I have my days when I cry. I have my days when I just want to shut down. But I still have to remember that I have, I got folks behind me. I got, you know, goals to execute. I have a, a career that I am passionate about. And in order for me to change the system or to help change the system, I have to be on my shit at all times. I got to be on it. Nursing is not easy at all, whatsoever. It's like now we're sitting here looking at uh, the protection that we used to have that we no longer have. We don't have that protection of if something goes wrong when dealing with a patient that, uh, you know, folks can, can now sue us as the nurse, you know, even though we are following the direction under, under a physician, so it's like, it's, we've become the scapegoat. So it's like now Mm -hmm. this field has become, it's rewarding, but it's, but it's, it's, it's a struggle because now it's like, now you have to have that malpractice on your own self. You have to have that insurance on your own self in order for you to, to continue to do what you love. I mean, so let me just say, so before it was,
0: the male practice was covered by the hospitals or maybe um, the agency that you were working for, but now the nurses individually have to get their own
1: insurance. Is that what happened? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because in the, and the thing too, it's like, it all depends on your state, but in the state of North Carolina, they are an at will state. So North Carolina can fire you for anything. You can come in one day late and they can, they can fire you. It doesn't even matter what it is. They can do that. It has now become to the fact of we used to be protected because when we are administered, when when we are practicing under, under a physician's order, if something was to have gone wrong, then that family or that individual would go for the physician or they would go for the hospital or wherever that agency is. Now they can go for the nurse that actually administered. So now that definitely puts us in a position of where we have to be on our Ps and Qs at all times. Like it's, and it's unfortunate that that the love and the passion that was that was in this is not as prevalent anymore. You don't see that as much anymore, Um, and and that's very disheartening.
0: Well, I love what I do. I mean, I think it's one of those things where we've seen it, <clears throat> right, over the past two years where it was like COVID came, COVID had a cure, COVID had a, a what is that, a shot. Right. <laughs> it, it basically had a cure. People were sick left and right. Who got rich off of that? Who, who benefited the most from that? How many nurses quit? How many nurses were like, I can't do this anymore based on the conditions? And we were still forcibly making them work longer hours, less equipment to be protect themselves. Like, we literally turned that into, we turned the pandemic, well, we, not me, you know what I mean? But certain people turned the pandemic into a cash cow, and then this is the result. You have nurses that are tired. You have nurses that quit. You got nurses that now are like, this is not for me, right? And it's so emotional to tell someone after they didn't spend all of this long time in school or even any type of emergency profession, right? Ambulance, all those people, firefighters. I'm, girl, that's another conversation. But it's hard to tell people who've who have dedicated their lives, right? Who are passionate about, you know, helping people. Oh, you 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 don't know what you're doing you went to school for four years and you you know pinched this person too left too much to the right based on their you know whatever whatever and they pass out and now the family's suing you and there's nothing else no one else that's responsible for that like how many times can someone experience something like that before they're like oh you know what maybe this is not actually worth it for me you know what I mean like no it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous that we've gotten to that point in america where everything when it comes to political motivation and certain things is tied to a dollar it's tied to how much are you paying them like i mean i'm my mind is blown by some of the stuff that i see and witness but i understand where you're coming from i did nursing school not even really nursing school but I did nursing school for like a quick minute, like a couple months before the pandemic. I was working at C- Cedar sinai Hospital, and after like a few months, I was like, oh, no, this ain't for me. Mm-mm, nope, can't do it. More power to you. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't, I couldn't fathom that. So my heart goes out to you guys that are nurses that are dedicated to helping us you know, save lives, um, helping us. You know, administer the 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 support and the therapy that we need to get better. But who, girl? I don't know how you're doing it. I, I really don't. I honestly don't know. But let's get into the real tea for today as we send our positive vibes to you. Um, as you navigate na- nursing school, cause I definitely know that I know you're passionate about it and I know that it's important to you. Um, and I want to make sure that, that you feel supported in that. So let's get into the real tea today. <clears throat> Let me stir my pot, stir my pot, stir my pot. How would you describe dating in one word after 30? How would you describe dating? In one word, after 30. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how dating after 30 is affecting us.
1: Hey. Hey, girl, hey. Oh, honey, 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 It has definitely, I'm telling you, definitely every bit of a Saturday, everybody want to talk to me today, like, mama, I can't, I'm, I'm in the midst of doing some stuff, well, I, okay, mama, go ahead, I I'll give you some time, do <laughs> <laughs> See, and look, and listen, and my mama be the main one, talking about some girl, ain't nobody thinking about you, but you done come by five times this morning, baby, you thinking about me, I'm your favorite one. I know you got other children, but I am the favorite, and it is what it is. So what's
0: going on? What you mean? I love it. I love it. Oh my god, I love it. And that's one of the things about recording like a live podcast is things happen, girl, and we got to keep rolling with the punches. But. um it is what it is next time i think if we do another one i want to maybe do an instagram live one so um but anyway let's get into this we only got a couple more questions but the real tea just started boiling girl and i think everybody was like no girl I don't spill the tea just yet so let's see how would you describe dating one word after 30
1: exhausting <laughs> It's exhausting. This shit is exhausting. It's tiring. It's like a whole nine to five and you're not even getting paid for it. Like, for real? Like, my thing is, like, look, one thing about me, I'm about my money. I'm about my bag. I I, I live a comfortable lifestyle. I've always lived a comfortable lifestyle. You know, my parents had kind of groomed me into that. but And that's okay because I know what it means to, to have what I have but I also know what it means to struggle to have what you have so I've gotten the taste of both worlds with that and I enjoy sitting comfortably being in a, a relationship with somebody that needs to be comfortable not saying that it's going to always be peaches and green not saying that we're going to always going to be kiki and haha oh you're my best friend today <laughs> oh I like you today like nah nigga I don't like you today I'm going to need for you to go ahead and back up about 10 (laughs) feet. And then when I'm ready, then we can talk about this. But it is exhausting. Everybody is for everybody. I'm not for everybody. And I have always made that known. I am not for everybody. And that's okay. (laughs) I will not settle. And as I have grown into where I am now, I can probably say in my 20s, I settled for some shit that I know I never should have fucking settled for. Of course. It was like, nigga, you what? Like, what the hell is this? I can look back now on past relationships and I'm like, I ain't never should have been in that. I Mm -hmm. never should have been in that. But I'm glad that I was in it because I learned about me. I learned about um, love for myself. I learned about um, standing 10 toes down on what I truly believe in. I learned about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. I learned that... I, I should not have to just be okay with just being okay with what people want to give me. I'm not a mediocre female. Hello? And I'm not going to allow anybody to give me mediocre shit. I'm not going to allow anybody to half-ass me. I'm not going to do that. When I'm all in, I'm all in. I'm 10 toes, 10 fingers. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and over time, it's just kind of like, I don't want to exert so much energy into being with somebody when he out here entertaining X, Y, and Z. Like, no, sir. No, no. I understand Mm -hmm. people are always like, especially my family, they tell me, Jazz, you need to date around. You know, you need to just go out on dates. You need to do this. You need to do that rather than just, you know, focus on one person. I'm going to tell you one thing about me. I can't focus on multiple men. My mind and how I'm set up and how I'm wired, I can't do that. It's too many different personalities. I'm not I'm not hip to that. I need to be able to get to truly know one man. And you're only going to truly know one person and get to know truly understand his character that's if you're actually actively spending time with him. That's mm-hmm. if you're actively having open lines of communication. Yeah. That means that you are actively uh, being intentional with what it is that you want and what you desire. I, I'm not looking for a quick dick fix and then, oh, I'm going to be out here and try to find my husband. No. Or, or yeah. divorce, you know, <laughs> kind of position me, you know, position me in, in a way to where when my husband finds me, he finds me like, no, I'm not even about to do that. I'm not about that life. But right. like, sir, if you want to sleep with with, with with peaches, pookie, and everybody in between, go ahead and do that. It's too many diseases out here for, for me to be laying down with anybody. Mm-hmm. There's too yeah. many diseases around here for you to be trying to sling your dick everywhere. Sir, I'm going to need for you to take several seats and figure out what the hell it is that you want.
0: Right, right, right. Oh, no,
1: no, 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 no. Honey, so- I'm a wife. I have known that from day one. I ain't a wife. You know, my mother, you know, has been that backbone like we don't always see eye to eye on some things and and that just happens and and that literally just happens with mother daughter relationships yeah of course it's you know we're two different people we have two different personalities and it's just gonna happen but one thing is for certain it's true for sure my mother didn't raise no hoe and she damn sure didn't raise no person who was just going to just accept anything because I'm not over years I have let shit slide I ain't letting nothing else slide now. Uh-uh. You move, you move wrong one way, your ass is gone. You yeah. say you make me feel some type of way, your ass is gone. There, there's no conversations because at the end of the day, if I am honest, open, and transparent with you, and I am being everything who I need to be and putting me on the table, then that means that you need to be meeting me halfway as well too. Don't half ask me. Don't waste my time.
0: Right. That's important. I mean, that's important, right? To know where you stand in regards to boundaries, but then also like know what you can't take.
1: Right. That's very true. Even more so, I can see if it's, even if I was a single person with no children, I think that I would still operate this way because I know what I want for myself. I know the desires that I have for myself, but it's even more so prevalent that I have to be firm and stand on what I want and what I deserve. It's because I have children. I Mm -hmm. have a son and I have a daughter and yeah, I have found myself um, in situations that I thought that as a woman, I thought that, okay, well, I can love somebody through their trauma or I can help somebody through their, their mental issues or whatever it is that they're having. But Mm -hmm. I have to realize that I am not a doormat. I am not a therapist. I am not a punching bag. Yeah. I have been in, um, an abusive relationship. Um, I am not any of those things and, If a person wants to change, that person has to actively seek change. I can't change that person. I can't love that person through that change unless they have to want that change from themselves. When a person lacks boundaries and loves from themselves, they don't care about who gives them Nothing
0: else. They don't care about
1: nothing else. They care about what it is that they want and what they want they're going to get that's that narcissistic behavior. That is that manipulative behavior. And I, you know, I have felt prey upon that. Um, There have been times in my twenties that I was manipulative. Yeah. Because I'm still trying to navigate to try to figure out who I am, what I want and everything else in between. Now that I'm in the chapter that I'm in uh, and the space that I'm in, I can realize when something's not right. I can realize, uh uh-uh, nope, can't do that because Mm -hmm. I have came too far. I had to do the shadow work for me. I had to do the healing. I had to go through therapy. Yes, as a a 34-year-old black woman, a mother of two, I do have a therapist. I am not ashamed to say that I seek therapy, especially after my brothers have passed. Oh, yes. I definitely needed to seek therapy because it was me trying to carry the burdens of not only people that I care about, but me also not dealing with my own burdens, my mm-hmm. own chain, my yeah. own Then, yeah. Then to put the cherry on top, my brothers are gone. So, yeah, I needed... I needed to do a whole three hundred and sixty, and if I wasn't going to do it for myself, I need to do it for my kids.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong no. with saying, "Hey, you know what? Today I don't feel strong, and I need a little bit of help." Um, because I think one of the things in our community we don't do enough. Right, and it, is and we don't um, taking therapy,
1: especially in the black community, it's like mm-hmm. the black community feels that therapy is the white man's. <laughs> um, um a way of trying to keep us at a level. No, it's not. Therapy is actually a, a way to set you free. Like mm-hmm. we yes. we're yes. carrying yes. not not only our own baggage of what we experienced on an everyday basis, but we're still carrying childhood traumas from when our parents didn't really know how to be parents and they're doing the best that they can.
0: It's at the a end lot, yeah.
1: As mm-hmm. a mother, I'm looking at it as these kids don't come with a book of instructions. My <laughs> kids should come with a book of instructions. No,
0: they don't. You know, they got mm-hmm. all these
1: books out here saying, uh, uh, in the first years, this is what you're going to experience. In the first years, this is what's going to happen. No, nobody knows how that child is wired. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We have to go through. the the growth process we have to go through all of that i had to go through it uh my homegirls who are mothers had to go through it my mama had to go through it my parents did not have the best childhood but as they had me and my siblings they did what they thought what was best was the best Mm -hmm. so So i think
0: it's just a lot of unlearning and learning as you get older yeah for sure
1: correct and once you unlearn those things then this is where we have to start setting positive patterns. This yes. is where we have to start setting boundaries. And boundaries are uncomfortable. Boundaries look crazy to people who don't care about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell boundaries me about it. feels like somebody's attacking you, but in naturality, <laughs> they're really not attacking you. They're just like, exactly. no, don't bring mm-hmm. that shit over here or I'm going to yeah. handle you. So mm-hmm. that's the first that 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 I call that my first Fire shot warning! If you come over here with on your best bullshit, <laughs> I'm going to show you my best bullshit, and at the end of that, you're not—you're really not going to like me. So I'm—I'm mm-hmm. I'm giving you four warning. I have so much that I have accomplished over here, and all I want are people who are go getters in my life. All I want are people who—who who have been through the struggle and who have overcome in my life. Yeah, I don't need anything outside of that. Yeah, and, and, and that also goes along with dating. And date people always used to say, "Date within your tax bracket." <laughs> I've never heard of that one, girl. And, Shut up! You know, yes, girl. People say, "Date within your within tax, tax bracket,", bracket. Mm. Uh, but I kind of feel like, in a sense, that's that's a good way to think about it. But in another way, but on the flip side of it, I kind of think that. <laughs> shouldn't because you should always seek people in your life who are ahead of you in life and yeah. that's the way that you can grow as an individual either if it's personal spiritual financially or career-wise always mm-hmm. seek people who are ahead of you in life because if you have people that are on the same level with you Yes, you're growing together, but y'all really can't look at each other and be like, okay, how do we really grow from this? Mm -hmm. Like, what's what's the next step? What is the next level? So for me, I always seek people who are ahead of life than me because I can learn from you. You should always be around people who you can learn from.
0: I, I think that's I think that's important. I I haven't heard of dating within your tax bracket because I feel like people now, and I don't know if it's as it equates to COVID or just stereotypes in general or just the rapid growth of social media and viral and viralness. But I've never said, "Oh, I'm gonna date him because he makes a hundred thousand a year." You know what I mean? I've never right. I've never done that, but because I don't think financially i don't think things i mean obviously things get better right if you make a certain amount of money or whatever but i also think what more what with more money comes more problems i always thought like as long as the person is kind right as long as the person is respectful as long as it's a genuine person that cares about you and how you move and how you operate and, and what affects you and and goes to protect you then those are the one of the those are the best relationships, right? Because that's your best friend. They're going to protect you. If somebody's talking crazy to you, they're going to be like, hold on. Are you talking about my girl or my my man? Like, hold on. Like, don't disrespect them. You know what I mean? Someone right, that's right. all around, like, good. I've never thought about it as like, oh, tax bracket wise. Because I feel like <laughs> back when I was dating people, right, and they cared a lot about financial and that's not saying it's not important. Don't get that misconstrued. But when they were just solely focused on tax bracket, it was like, it was more so the conversation was leading down the lines of materialistic. Like, are you going to buy me this? Are you going to support my lifestyle? And that that's nice if that's what you're looking for. Right. But that can't be coming out the gate, like a goalpost, like, mm, you're making $200,000. alright right, I'm going to talk to you. Because a lot of people that make money, they want they they gonna remind you right the the people that make a lot of money they're gonna be like girl I'm over here paying all these bills all you doing is sitting at home or whatever not to say everybody's like that but in my experience I I feel like people that are that 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 make a lot of money they always want to remind you oh i'm making a lot oh my credit score is 800 or my credit score is 850 and it's like okay but how are you as a person though like you know what i mean like you're not that good of a person if you have to keep telling people how much you spent on this and that you know so i kind of don't you know say i don't i don't necessarily think that that's the best way of going about it I think that if you have confirmed boundaries if you know what it is that you're looking for and you cut it off when it's dead and it's no longer serving you then that's the easiest way to get to finding your person
1: right and as far as I, like, you know, and I was kind of taken back to when I heard about it, too. It was like, yo, you need a date in your tax bracket. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. What? what? I was what? like, so, and the person that actually said it to me, I asked him to explain that to me.
0: Explain, yeah. And, what did he say? And, and
1: from what she was telling me, and it's crazy or she. Too, because it was a she. And what she was telling me is she was like, you don't want to be with somebody who who is not about finances. You don't want to be with somebody who does not have the desire to work. You don't want to be with somebody who doesn't have the desire to make sure that you're good and vice versa. You don't want somebody who who is okay with allowing you to bust your ass every day to make it happen and they sit back and, and reap the rewards. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. And yeah. when and, and it's crazy because I dated somebody who before, I dated somebody who was always always in between jobs. Always. And there were times where, oh, I don't feel like going to work today, so I'm just calling out. Me, I have always worked at least two to three jobs and always had about two or three PRNs. So I stay in my bag. So for me, I need a man who's also going to hustle as well, too. He needs to be able to hustle as hard as I am. Mm -hmm. I don't want to come home as I have before and see a grown-ass man just sitting on my (laughs) couch. And my kitchen is a hot-ass mess. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is this? I Mm don't went from one job from 7 to 3. And then I go from another job from 3.30 to 3 o'clock in the morning a whole 12 and and some change just to come home and my house is a whole fucking mess? Nah, I'm good. And that's why I have kind of adapted that mind frame of dating people in my tax bracket or at least not necessarily my tax bracket but dating people who are go-getters, dating people who are about their money, who are Mm -hmm. ambitious, dating people Who are out here trying to get these certificates and and trying to excel and trying to climb this ladder and not allowing life situations to to hold them down or to make them feel like, oh, my God, I can't do this. This is hard.
0: But But isn't that that a part of boundaries, though? Like, you know, in in the dating process, when you're dating somebody, if they're going to work or not. Right. You know if they're available every five minutes when you call them and that's an exaggeration right because if you're working you're not calling nobody every five minutes but in that example if they answer the phone every single time they call or you reach out and they're not an entrepreneur where they have you know a lot of time then you you kind of know like okay i'm picking up on this person and uh, i'm not sure right That's the whole part of dating where you're trying to figure out if this person is sincere, what what it is, what they're saying and versus their actions, right? Right. So dating after 30. I mean, I... (laughs) Girl, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of social media relationships. There's a lot of people, you know what I mean, that are, are pretending that they're in these happy-go-lucky situations that everything is just roses and peaches and cream. Everybody got an opinion about everybody's relationship, but I don't really think that we've, I don't really think that we're doing the work that we need to no. do. Um, you know no. what I mean? Mm-mm. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so to, to establish those solid foundations, it's not. It's not being done. People are not really wanting to truly get to know who they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I like you, you like me, two days later, or whatever, okay, we're fucking. And then it's like, okay, well then, you're messing with somebody else, you're dealing with somebody else, you're doing this and you're doing that. So it's just like community dick and and pussy everywhere. And for me, I'm just not with that. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not. Because again i have children who look to me so that's why i had to do the work to figure out okay why do i keep falling prey to these toxic situations that i know that i don't want for myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: why do i continue to you know entertain folks who i clearly know is not for me And, you know, I have a good heart. I'm a good person. I love, you know, people in general because I do believe that there are good people in this world. Yeah, of course. And my issue that I have always had growing up, even to this day, is that I have always let shit slide because I've always tried to see the good in people. Even though they have already showed me their face. Even though they have already (laughs) showed me what they asses is. Girl, that sounds just like me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is this? No. I'm to the point right now, it's like, "Uh uh-uh. No. Fuck you. Goodbye. You know, my
0: (laughs) uncle used to tell me when I was younger, he was like, Jay, you are a bad judge of character. And I and I and for the longest time I I kept asking people, what does that mean? Right. I remember when I first mm-hmm. met Paul and I used to tell him, and he's like, you know what that means. And I'm like, I don't. What does that mean? And he's like, you know what it means. And I'm like, no, I don't. But I'm 34 now, right? And now I realize what that means. <laughs> and it took <laughs> no, it took me so long because again, you know, we were raised to Give everybody the benefit of the doubt, always see the good in people, always give them a second chance. Everything's right that godly instinct to always be everything for everybody. But then you wake up one day and you're empty, you're broken, you're hurt, you're crying you're so torn up in your in your own spirit and people are just walking around happy go lucky right. like nothing is bothering them everything's great everything's awesome and you wake up like i'm over here in fucking shambles and right. these hoes is over here just living the dream right, right. And then when you turn that switch and you and you start telling people no or you start really realizing, you know, that they're not really good people or they're using you or they're opportunists or whatever. Oh, now all of a sudden you are the devil, you are the worst person in America, you're never you're ungrateful, and you're like, <laughs> y'all yeah. just playing games on my phone. You know what I mean? So Yeah. It, it, and it
1: is. It, it I had to literally be to myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: to dismantle
0: yeah. Yeah. all
1: of that and, and once I did that, that sense of vulnerability mm. that when I looked at myself in the mirror, I didn't even recognize who I was Yeah, because I was so used to seeing I don't want to call myself yeah. fake because I'm not a fake person, but it wasn't the real jasmine yeah, pleaser. i them. needed to that i needed to know yeah it wasn't the real jasmine that i needed to put out there for people to understand don't fucking play with me you mm-hmm. know um i had become the jasmine of before i did my work my actual work i was the jasmine the 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 pleaser the okay yeah you fucked me over but i'm still going to be there to support you mm-hmm. and i'm still going to love you through your trauma even though you it's torn me up my fucking face yeah i'm still going to you know be there to support you even though you have lied on me i'm mm-hmm. still going to be there to love you and support you anytime you need me when you have literally drugged my name through the whole mud and I still yeah. supported you and still loved you as a brother and as a sister. Yeah. And that at and at that point in time, I didn't, I didn't when I looked in the mirror, uh, Janisha, I can honestly tell you I didn't know who the hell I was. No. My own parents were sitting here asking me, where is my child?
0: Yeah. Because you 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 child. Because that's been, changes you. Yes, it does. It changes. It hardens you yes i agree better.
1: it makes you mean it mad makes you cutthroat mm-hmm. my parents never raised me to be that way but yeah. as i started navigating through life and adulthood that's what happened I you know like hurt shame um naive being naive um everybody else's problems It it literally consumed me and I started looking like Dr. Heckle and Mr. (laughs) High.
0: Girl, no, seriously. I think this is one of the things that I don't think people talk about a lot and I don't think they talk about enough is when you are raised in a certain element and then you basically go into the wild. You go into the world of just things that you weren't aware of and how you navigate that ability that vulner- that vulnerability of learning about like don't get me wrong i think like life can be amazing right, right. but it can also break the most pow- the most positive person down if you don't have the right structure right if you don't have the the foundation to just know yourself like i remember i remember um you know, being friends with this girl. And I kind of knew early in the that, like, when I was getting to know her, like, "Mm, I think she, I I don't think she's really my friend. Right. And so I asked Paul, I said, you know what, before I get upset about this situation, let me run it by you. And I told him everything that was going on with the girl, whatever. And he was basically like, yeah, I don't really think she's like hitting what you write. So I said, okay, you know what? Let me, let me just cut this off. Let me just remove this situation from my life and I don't have to worry about it. But yeah. if I wouldn't have had somebody like him that was sensitive in that moment, that literally listened to me and was like, hey, before I get mad, what do you think, right? But life doesn't give you those moments to be like, let me think about this before I go off. You just react, right? You just, you just get mad and you're like, why is this happening to me? And I think that that's a... That's a very valid point to be like, bro. World, this world will eat you up and spit you out, and literally pick you back up and run you over again (laughs) if you if you're unready. And and that's a sad thing, but you know, it was. It's it's unfortunate. It's really really unfortunate. I just I'm like, wow, wow,
1: yeah. Like it got to the point of where I I literally was like, I'm done with dating. Yeah. I'm done with anything that serve the purpose of my life. I'm done with things that are not going to allow me to be who I am and for me to grow into yeah. and to continue to grow into the best version of Jasmine Dion, like, mm-hmm. and, and for her kids and, and future kids, or, you know, if my just husband herself, comes along yourself. and he has kids, you yeah. know. I my partner. I need. I knew for me, I needed a strong partner. Yeah. And because of how I am, it
0: um, ain't gonna work no other way.
1: And, right. And you know, and one thing I have noticed about me is that I'm sensitive to to things. My spirit is very sensitive, and I do become emotional because. I can recognize pain when I see it, when somebody is trying to give it to me. Yeah, oh God. I can, mm-hmm. and, and that, and that really does something to me because I know how it feels. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's how I can say, hurt people, hurt people. So I can tell when somebody is really trying to hurt me you know, yeah. in a sense because I've, I've been that person. Mm-hmm. I can recognize it. When you know you have been something and you have removed yourself from being that particular thing, you can recognize it in other people.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. Even just just hearing it, right? Just seeing it, surrounding yourself with it, or even just being affiliated with it. You know what that person is going through because you can recognize the signs. Yes. Yes. And yes. for
1: me, that's why I give encouragement, but I give encouragement from a distance mm-hmm. because I had to learn that I can't be everyone's savior. I had to save me. Nobody could save me. I literally, in relationships in my 20s, I was trying to find people who, who could save me from <laughs> the bullshit I was experiencing. Not really realizing that I'm the only one who can save me from the bullshit. And that was one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, moving forward, now that I'm in the space that I'm in, I can consider myself being a whole person. Do I still have things that I'm working on actively? Yes, of course. Because the more that you live every day that you live. The more lessons you learn, the more areas you find out about yourself that you may have to tweak, the more, you know, the more things that you may need to change, you either need to cut back or, you know, or or pull up on even more. You learn so much about yourself and your singleness. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you, like, even with the guy that I am currently dating now, that man challenges me to a space of where it's like he already flat out told me I'm 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 going to piss you off some days but understand me pissing you off isn't me you know being rude or disrespectful or just being nitpicky no it's me getting you to think before mm-hmm. you react, you when react I tell yes you, this past couple of weeks have been ups and downs within my own life but I, but I promise you, I can go with him and I can tell him what's going on. He was like, "Why, why, why are you allowing this to upset you? Yep. Why are you allowing? Why are you allowing this to upset you? You already know what it is.
0: Having a solid person, yes, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: gonna tell you right now, like he's he's he solid. Like it's it's kind of like, mm, I know what I've been praying for. I know what I deserve. I know what my kids deserve. And my kids do deserve their mom to be, to see their mom happy. My kids deserve to, to, to know and feel what love looks like. Healthy love, healthy Mm -hmm. boundaries, you know, healthy communication. Not that they don't see that from my parents, you know, and my other siblings. Yeah. But they need to be able to see that firsthand because they're in the household with me.
0: Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree so, yeah, so it's important it,
1: yeah so when it comes to dating I'm like yeah you the dating pool is, is full of pee and some
0: shit no. <laughs> we need to stop it <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but it's true though the dating pool got some shit and some pee in it but it takes the right person to navigate that dating pool mm-hmm. it I takes think, the right yeah. person and it does take some patience and it takes time I'm not I'm, a, I'm I'm still working on my patience. I'm yeah, I was gonna
0: insane. say you're not a patient person. Let's just put yeah, that out this there. Be okay. Real. I'm, still working,
1: <laughs> I'm still actively working on my patience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in the same time, though, I also realized too that God is not going to give me something that I can't handle. True. And He's also not going to give me something that is not in the right appointed time.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So, timing, ability, yeah, everything. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah for sure You got to be able to appreciate what you have When you get it And you also Have to be in a good Space to be able to receive it Because you could be asking for a blessing Or a miracle or whatever And you're not in the space to really Appreciate it you'll sabotage it Or what may have you so I think that People do need to take that into consideration If they take any type Of takeaways from this podcast it Would just be as you're navigating life, whether it's dating, career, family, a transition, a pivot, or whatever it is, timing really matters. And really just being patient with yourself and realizing that when you're asking for certain things, there's a level of 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 requirement from you that needs to be unbreakable, unshakable, and real before anything will be able to be delivered to your table. You know what I mean? And I think that that is one of the things that people overlook. Um, Yes, you can be in a situation where you're kind of not ready and things are going awry, right? But your overall foundation as a person needs to be solid. Um, I think that people think like, oh my God, you know god's not blessing me or i'm not getting the blessings or whatever and it's just like okay but look at your surroundings like are right. you ha- are you genuinely happy for other people when they talk about the things that they got going on are you generally ready for this right people always say yeah 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 and then they get it and they're like oh girl mm, he was five pounds overweight girl I couldn't do it and it's like really right (laughs) like you know what I mean like come on now and so, um really being accepted being ready to accept what you're asking for and being patient with yourself and understanding what you've gone through to get there is really really important
1: right right Um, I remember (laughs) when I was going through like my little, my singleness things and trying to get myself together, child, because I'm going to tell you right now, I was a whole hot ass mess. Mm -hmm. Child, I was a whole mess. When you (laughs) start doing that, that internal work, you Mm -hmm. start writing stuff out. You start, I mean, you got the ugly cry. Your eyes are, are are bulging and big. You look like you done got beat up. I mean, like Mm -hmm. the whole night, but I'm telling you like healing, True, authentic healing is not pretty. Yeah. People don't want to talk about that. People yeah. Like, oh well, I'm just gonna be by myself for like a month and I'm gonna be okay. No, 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 no. No, that's <laughs> surface stuff. No, you really mm-hmm. gotta dig deep into really figure out why you act the way you act. Why you're saying? Why you said or were saying the things that you say? Why do you present yourself the way that you present yourself? You have to literally do that work. You have—I mean, those those issues—it's always going to come up in any and every relationship that you have in your future unless you don't address it. Do that work. Yep. You have to heal yourself. Nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody who is not healed who is not their best version of themselves. Like, yeah, I used to think that I could heal people with my love and who I am as a person. No, I cannot. God did not make me to be a a doormat for anyone. Mm -hmm. That's not what he designed for me to be. As soon as you realize what God made you and who he made you to be, then that's when some things are going to change. That's when some things are going to start navigating. But you got to deal with you first. My daddy always tells me, you got to deal with you. When I tell you, like, when somebody could be wrong about something, I'll be like, uh-uh, you wrong. And I'm going to tell you X, Y, Z, or why you wrong. My daddy always tells me, for the sake of being wrong, let them be right. Yeah. Keep the peace. But then when I started doing that, I was doing it in the wrong way. And at first, I personally didn't realize what he was saying, but I was doing it in the way that, how I understood. But that started a war within me. Because I'm now holding my tongue. Because I am now not speaking my truth. Because I am now allowing people to walk on me and over me and to use me and to abuse me. Mm. Yeah. When you do that healing work, that no longer can be,
0: no, never. Yeah,
1: that can no longer be. You can say how you feel in a respectful way if they respect it. Okay, if they don't, then they don't. But I guarantee you, they heard you.
0: Yes, very much so. And you know, you also got to think about too the people that sneak this. You know what I mean? Um, the people that throw up certain things in your face, like, Oh, will you say? excuse me, when you say, oh, I'm healing and then you haven't talked to somebody in a while, you'd be like, "Uh uh-huh, how your little healing going whatever, you know what I mean? Like you have to think, you have to realize that people will also do that. So you have to, you have to remove people as they come into your life or as you're reminded that they're trying to, um, you know what I mean? That they're trying to just, you know, get under your skin too. So, right.
1: Right. Because I mean, healing is an everyday journey. You have to actively work at it, and you take one section at a time. You can't, you can't, you know, uh, try to deal with section A, B, C, and D at one time. You can't do that because something is going to lack. You have to be able to deal mm-hmm. with one section at a time. Deal with your emotions if emotions is a major thing for you. Deal with that first. Because your emotions is going to set the tone for anything that you do in your life with your friendships, your any type of relationship, uh, work, career, even if you're in school, like you have to learn how to control your emotions. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on that. That's -hmm. that's a part of me that I'm actively working on because I am a passionate person. And sometimes my passion can't come off as aggressive, even if I'm not trying to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. But it comes off like that sometimes. Um, but I'm just passionate about what it is that I stand for, what I stand for myself and what I want for myself. So that lets people know, don't play with me. Don't play with my growth. Because at the end of the day, you know, I can get with you, but I choose not to because that's setting me back to yeah. where I used to be. Mm-hmm. And I can't go back to what I used to be. That, and, that, and, that, and that's what people want. People want the, okay, well, let's see how long it's going to take for her to go back to what she used to be. I remember she used to do this. And that's how I also remember too, that God's going to put the people in your life who sees your growth, who encourages your growth. <laughs> who prays for your growth mm-hmm. and as an individual and in any aspect of your life who supports you in your growth, those people right there always keep around you. Because mm-hmm. there are gonna be times when you're feeling weak. There are gonna be times when you're feeling like you're not about fuck this. I'm about to go all the way back. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm
0: just not going <laughs> they're gonna, they gonna remind you. Yeah. But, like calm down.
1: But you know, who's really winning if you do that?
0: yes that's very true
1: who's 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 really winning because now it's like somebody can bring the circus to you but are you going to join the circus
0: no just just always remember you know things that you've already healed from you've grown from and that you no longer need in your life remove yourself immediately from um I had a similar situation at work this week where things were just so stressful and I'm like, I'm finding myself getting mad and angry. And then I just woke up one day and I said, you know what, this is beyond me, right? I don't need this. I don't need to react this way. Let's get it together. Um, so you have to re- realize when it's about to take you, right? And revert you back to those mean and reckless days and you're like, you know what, it's not worth it. Let me just let me just get myself together. Um. But yeah, so... You're feeling good about dating now because you found someone that's supportive, that's honest, that's transparent transparent with you that you needed in your life. Um, any lessons you want to learn moving forward?
1: Um, I'm still learning the the complete trust. Um, the I mean the complete trust, like it's mm-hmm. and, and that's because i i trust but i want to get to the point of where when it comes to my partner it needs to be unlimited it's yeah. like it, it like unlimited there's like no limits on anything i think that because I, of the relationships that i have been in it has made it difficult mm-hmm. but i think also with me going through my healing process and my transparency process within myself and my, and with me going through therapy and me figuring out who Jasmine is, what Jasmine wants, and getting to the core of me, I know that there is a person who is able to tap into that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and it's scary. You know, and I'm not going to lie to you. It's scary. Mm -hmm. It is. I have been, and with him, I have been the most vulnerable. I mean, I'm like, I'm like a whole onion. It's like you got layers of an onion and you're peeling back and you're peeling back and you're peeling back. Mm -hmm. Like he's peeling these layers back. It's uncomfortable, but I understand with me being uncomfortable, that's where my growth comes in. Yeah, That is where... The, the knowledge comes in, you know, I want to be able to continue to learn from him when it comes to life, because for one, he is older than me. And that's why I surround myself with older people, not necessarily saying that just in dating and being in a relationship with, but older people in general, in my career, mm-hmm. uh, in family, friendships. I surround myself with older people because there's wisdom there. Yes, yes, absolutely. I can always attach myself to wisdom. I can always use those examples as as, as a tool to get me through situations and circumstances of where I'm trying to excel in. I love that. So for him, like, yeah, like my past is not pretty. I've done some fucked up shit. (laughs) <laughs> i have but learning from your mistakes and mm-hmm. girlfriend from mistakes exactly is what makes the difference because if you're just continuously still doing the same shit what are you really learning
0: what exactly. have you learned nothing nothing
1: you haven't learned anything So, or I you haven't applied grateful. it
0: learning and applying is you know you have to do both
1: right so i can honestly say i am grateful that he is in my life during this season nice. I am praying for a lifetime um <laughs> but God has me where I need to be at this mm-hmm. very point in time and he is a part of that factor yeah. um, and I have other people like my nursing my 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 fellow nurses um, who I'm in school with they they they're hard on me but I know that it's 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 done with love
0: yes all love it's all love
1: because it is it's there's there's no failure here there's there's no there's option failure is not an option Mm -hmm. so we all hold each other accountable they know me i can kind of get off track a little bit but they be right they be right up on my (laughs) my heels and i appreciate Mm -hmm. that because it keeps my mind where it needs Sharp. to be on my mm-hmm. end goal mm-hmm. and what it is that I'm trying to give not only for myself, but to my family.
0: Exactly. I love that. Um, I absolutely love that. So we're about to wrap up this podcast episode. It's been a pleasure to talk to you again, to update, get an update with you, to check in, to make sure that you're still doing good. I I know the nursing... Um, industry and or career is challenging sometimes but it's saturday hopefully you're gonna indulge in a little bit of self-care maybe even have date night i don't know um but here at love and happiness we appreciate you for joining us today jazz and if there is nothing else you guys thank you for tuning in to this episode <laughs> and until next time we'll talk to you soon.
1: all right
0: bye Bye-bye. Come on now you know my you know my